Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back into Sports Talk. Steve Gell along with the Cajun Cannon. Mike Dettelier hanging out at the Rouse's Market in Homa, 2233 Martin Luther King Boulevard. You can come check us out there. We'll be here till 7 o'clock and then hand things off to the Saints Hour. Coming up with Mike Haas and Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. Once again, that is in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, guys, getting ready for that short week. Uh, tough for the black and gold to travel out west. And I uh, know we were kind of talking about a little off mic, Cajun Cannon, but yeah. to, to you, this short week and having to get ready for a trip out west maybe a little bit overblown for folks? Well, uh, I think it affects you more because I've done that. I mean, I've been there, done that east-west, west-east right. and all that. It's more to me if you're a California team and you're going east because you lose hours of sleep. i never forget, you know, I'm playing in Oakland, the Bay Area, and we got a 1 o'clock kickoff in Orlando. Uh, you know, you see Lee Corso and, um, on ESPN, and uh, he was coaching the Orlando Renegades. Remember Reggie Collier, though, Southern Miss quarterback? He was the quarterback. So all of a sudden, the game's at uh, an hour clock because we just flew in the day before the game. It's at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know, a lot of guys say, man, that's early for a game. I go, no, just treat it as a training camp practice. You know, we had two-a-days then. That's like a morning practice. So you just got to excel at a high level. So when you look at it, though, going from central or eastern types, time zones uh, to Pacific, that's not that bad. Now, uh, because you look at it now, if you had, uh, for instance, if a 1 o'clock kickoff in San Francisco, well, that's 3 o'clock in Louisiana, so, uh, so, so what time are we playing Thursday night? Uh, is it 7? Well, 7.15. Okay, so it's 9.15. I mean, uh, come on, you could do anything for three, three hours, 15 minutes, whatever. So you're not losing any sleep. The one thing I remember is that with guys that were so programmed and then they might always wake up like in their daily lifestyle in Louisiana at 6 in the morning, Louisiana. <laughs> All of a sudden you're in California and all of a sudden, you just naturally wake up because you're used to a routine, uh, routine, and it's only four o'clock. So you gotta, uh, you might be restless. You force yourself uh, to go back to sleep, and it's hard to go back to sleep. I remember Stan Brock. Uh, you know, he was one that uh, he was you know, regimented. Uh, you know, uh, the early bird gets the worm, early to rise, and all that. So uh, that messed with him more. But my roommate John Tice, no, uh, we make our room like a cave. We make that thing so dark. <laughs> And I would say, I never, never know trouble sleeping. So uh, I would just count eight hours uh, for whenever I went to sleep. And obviously, you might get tired early. 
Mike, uh, if you went to bed at midnight or, or, or somewhere around there, well, it's 10 o'clock in California, yeah. so you wake up early and, uh, and you just study more your game plan or whatever, and you go get the pregame breakfast and all that. So to me, it's way harder on the West Coast teams to go east, eastern time zone, than uh, than a central or eastern team uh, to go west. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Uh, because you, you lose an hour when yeah. you go west to east. So now, uh, when did you have the same room dog all season long? Yeah, I had, um, I had uh, first off, it started with Jack Del Rio. <laughs> I think uh, they fired Jack Head uh, with the Washington Commanders. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, but he's been a head coach. And also, Jack Del Rio. And then uh, it was uh, Martin Anderson and Lowell. Then I went with John Tice. Uh, John Tice, the tight end. So that was really my roommate. And then uh, when I went to Atlanta, my roommate was Pierce Holt. Uh, the defensive a- lineman from yes, Angelo State? From Angelo State. He came and they paid him. See, I would have never guessed that. They paid him big bucks from the 49ers to go to Atlanta. And then obviously they compensated me. So we are roommates. He was a good country boy. He was a good rancher and all that. He would be one as soon as he finished playing in Atlanta, uh, you know, when I'm going to ranch. Um, uh, to me, to this day, uh, I would think Pierce Holt would just hang out in West Texas and don't care about any, the rest of the world, what they're doing. All I know is football's rewarded me. I've been able to buy some property, and I'm a rancher. I'm a rancher. I got my, my cattle and all that. So, no, uh, Pierce Holt and I was cool. Oh, one thing I want to say, Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl just sent me this. Uh-oh. That, um, man, we always kind of beat the chest on, on people from this area to get opportunity at the next level. Jaquan Jackson, I saw him in high school at Hornville High School, played at Tulane. He is an invite to the Senior Bowl in Mobile along with Michael Pratt. But, well, yeah, man, that, that, thank, that, that, man uh, again, well, Jaquan, you talk about a dude that can run. <laughs> Jaquan Jackson can flat out fly. Well, well uh, you know what's crazy? You talk about Michael Pratt. I'm glad you mentioned that. All of a sudden, uh, you know, I meet people and I'm getting, you know, I'm at the gas station. I'm, <laughs> I'm filling up my truck and all that. And, and they go like, Bobby, uh, well, well, why isn't Michael Pratt playing in the bowl game? What? Uh, you know, Jane Daniels, he's playing. And I, I was like, oh, well, then you tell me, oh, he didn't win the Heisman. Why isn't he playing? I said, well, I was talking to Mike about this. The one thing Mike said, well, he's been beat up. All and season. he's played hurt. And he wants to benefit uh, his draft stock. And it's not going to help him necessarily playing in the bowl game to help his future. Was that a correct answer, That Mike? is a correct answer. Okay, he's been right. beat up all season long. He's been fighting injuries. And listen, he gave you what you wanted at Tulane. No, people are selfish. They, they don't think about what down the road means. If that was your son and what you got on the line of him being right. a top 100 pick, Amen. Uh, you're going to play in the bowl game? Now, again, for some guys, they make a business decision. Man, I'm right on the border. Maybe if I play good in the bowl game, I'll get noticed a little bit more. People know what Michael Pratt He's can already do. invited to the Senior Bowl, He's right? He's going to the Senior Bowl. Already. So, I, uh, again... Um, you can be selfish about things, but Michael Pratt did everything he could to help Tulane win. And again, Jaquan Jackson, man, congratulations to him. Uh, Hornville High School guy, played at Tulane, had a really good career. Got, got hurt too this year. Now he's going to the Senior Bowl. Man, super to see that. 
Going to take a break. And when we step away, be right back here with WWL Live from Rouse's. Always shop Rouse's this holiday season. Scott Shanley, Super Bowl champ, will join us right here on WWL. Be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back into Sports Talk, a special edition here from the brand new Rouse's Market in Homo Rouse's, the place to shop for wine, liquor, beer, and great food this holiday season. One of our favorite guests here on Sports Talk, happy to welcome in Super Bowl champ and Saints pregame and postgame analyst for CST on your view, former linebacker Scott Shanley. How you doing today, Scott? Hey, I'm doing great. Now, uh, Scott, uh, listen, we're going to have to score. Uh, I'm looking at the Rams are, uh, what, a four-point favored, uh, you know, with 44-and-a-half uh, over and under. Uh, but what is your take? Uh, the reason why I bring this up, because I look at, and you know how tough the, uh, the Ravens are, you know how they went in the trenches. They scored 31 points on the road. They lost in overtime. But against that Browns defense, they scored 36. So I said, uh, if this is a game, our defense needs to bring it because how we think the defense is supposed to be the strength of our team, well, this is the game we better bring it against Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I said a couple days ago um, that the Rams are kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team that nobody really knows what Rams team you're going to get. But you just said, like, going on the road against the Ravens team and putting those, up, those points up, I, I thought immediately after the win on Sunday and my focus went to the Rams, I immediately thought of the Saints' pass defense versus Sean McVay's offensive scheme, those receivers, Matthew Stafford. We'll see how healthy they are on the offensive line, but I think Sean McVay is one of the best play callers in the NFL. As far as he will design the matchups he wants, he's going to run a ton of crossing routes, a ton of rub routes. He's going to do a lot of motion. He's going to mess with your eyes if you're a linebacker. So it's going to be tough. The Saints' defense has to carry over that momentum they played with last week. DeMario Davis played his best game of the year, was all over the field the first quarter. And I think, I really believe DeMario's energy set the tone for that game defensively. He, he, you know, anytime, just like Jimmy on offense, whenever you have an older guy get up and get the crowd into it and get going, I think the young guys stand on the sidelines and say, well, why am I not playing like that? These guys are 35, 37 years old. And I thought both those guys were, were energetic and brought the energy. But, yeah, it, the defense, it's going to come down to the defense and can they stop this Rams offense. 
Now, uh, the, you know, Scott, when I look at the Rams have won uh, four of their last five games, uh, they're 7-7. Seven and seven. Uh, You look at the pivotal three-game final stretch. Uh, we got the Rams, we got Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Uh, to reach the playoffs, obviously you want to do that for the first time since the 2020 season. When I look at uh, now the Rams currently own the number seven seed in the NFC uh, playoff picture, but if the Saints can win, you know, it's like what it could have, should have. But the Saints win, the chances of them making the playoffs are 80%. This even before we play Tampa Bay or the Falcons. I don't know how they figured this stuff out. But uh, you look, uh, 46% chance of winning the division, and uh, you look at like a wild card berth. But the one thing uh, that what I saw, if the Saints went out, we all know they're in the playoffs. But if they win any of their two, their final three games, they have 82% chance of, uh, that, that uh, all of a sudden the division, or 94% chance they make the playoffs. 82% division, but 94% chance in the playoffs. So when I'm looking at this, I'm telling you, this Rams game, because it's NFC, is as important as Tampa Bay and the Falcons. You know, you might think, oh, uh, uh, NFC South game, Tampa Bay and Atlanta. But this game against the Rams is just as important. And I'm telling you, when you look at the yeah. tiebreak as it all comes about, just as important at, at Tampa Bay winning at Tampa and Atlanta at home. Oh, absolutely. I think, it, you know, what's crazy to me is a couple weeks ago, it was like, if you don't win the division, you're going home for sure. And now there's mathematical chances you can make the wild card without winning a bad division. So it's kind of crazy. But yeah, it, you just need to take care of business. It, it's about, to me, I said two weeks ago, after they beat Carolina, no, Carolina's not a very good team. We all know that. And the Giants were, were 3-0 and and they were rolling and the DeVito hype and his agent were all hyped up, but they weren't a good team either. But to the Saints credit, they they took care of two bad teams. And and I think they played their most complete game on Sunday. Now it's about stacking those wins. They did that. Now it's about getting a third win. And it's about carrying over the things you've been successful at. They fixed the red zone woes a few weeks ago. They finally figured out that Jimmy Graham can fix a lot of those things. So can you keep doing those things that you were successful on? The only thing I want to see this team do more, and I think if, the, if this happens, this team will win the division and, and be a tough out in the playoffs, is that the defense can start taking the ball away again. It have not enough takeaways. Really good last week as far as sacks. Pressure on the quarterback will always win you games. But I, I think if you can give this offense more opportunities by taking the ball away every week, you'll win this division. Scott, you and I were talking about this at halftime, and maybe you can give some LSU people some perspective. We were talking about two players that are going to sign with LSU tomorrow, uh, one being Caden Dunham, the running back, then you get the linebacker, too, from the Texas area that you're familiar with. So kind of give LSU fans a little bit of a scouting perspective from your standpoint man Caden he just went off uh, this past weekend running the football and then LSU needs help in front seven wise so any linebacking help would be a, a, a big plus for him Oh, first of all, with the running back, Duncanville is one of the best uh, football programs in the country. They, they just roll out there, and they look like a college team. I mean, every spot, they, they, they just look the part. But he is an outstanding running back, and he, he's electric. He can hit the home run ball. He's got great vision. And I looked up, and they were playing in the state championship a couple of days ago, and, and he's got over 200 yards in the second quarter in Texas high school football. It was, it was amazing. He's an amazing player. But Debo Atkins, the linebacker, is, is I really like him. He's a little bit undersized. But he almost reminds me of Deion Jones. He's super fast. He's very agile. He's cat quick, and he can cover running backs. He blitzes off the edge well. 
And I think LSU fans will be excited about him playing linebacker for them and playing sideline to sideline. Now, uh, you know, Scott, to stay on the college uh, football side of things, I mean, I know you got to be fired up. Uh, you're probably one of the greatest uh, football players to ever come out of Nebraska, the state of Nebraska. Now, I don't know what that's saying, but I know you were the best. Uh, but, but no. Uh, that's a compliment, Scott, uh, in his no, own no, way. No, you know it, what I mean? It, it, it is a compliment. But I look at Matt Rule in Nebraska, and all of a sudden you're getting a quarterback who's a five-star to all of a sudden blow off Georgia, and I'm going to Nebraska. I mean, you got to be fired up about that. Oh, okay, there's some legacy stuff with that. I, I'll let Scott take care of that. Yeah, so I played. I played at Nebraska with his, with um, Dylan Riola is the five-star quarterback. A lot of people have him number one quarterback overall. We played against him when he was at Burleson. John Kitna was his coach, and we beat him in the playoffs. But he, as a sophomore, was six four, two fifteen, two twenty, rocket arm, and uh, he's moved around a couple different places: Arizona, then Georgia for high school football, but. Yeah, I think getting a player of that caliber will help in the recruiting and it'll help bring other eyes. He's going to have every opportunity to, to play as a true freshman. Uh, his dad was an outstanding center, played for the Detroit Lions for a really long time. Um, and then you throw in Neil Smith, who played for the Kansas City Chiefs. His, his son is another legacy signing. He signed um, or gave a commitment recently. So I, I think Nebraska fans have a lot to be excited about, but you fix the quarterback position, and if you can fix the O-line and the D-line in the Big Ten, you can win some games. That's kind of what Harbaugh did. Harbaugh went out and got some road-grading offensive linemen, got some good defensive linemen, and uh, that's kind of how he fixed his program. And, uh, Mike, uh, well, wasn't that Neil Smith? Wasn't he from Slidell? Uh, well, where was that? He's no, from he's a New Orleanian. A New Orleanian, yeah, yeah, yeah. A New no, Orleans Neil, went Neil to Nebraska. Was, man, Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he would be in Pro Football's Hall of Very Good. Okay. Okay. I mean, he, he was a really good NFL player, high school-wise. And he went to Nebraska. And he went Orleans. to Nebraska. He wasn't highly recruited. Then all of a sudden, everybody like was Tyron after Hughes. him. Tyron Hughes. But, but remember, Nebraska recruited Louisiana and New Orleans pretty well. Those Joseph brothers went there. Yeah, yeah. They all went Mickey Joseph and all that Joseph brothers. So there was a pipeline between Louisiana and Nebraska. But the main pipeline is Scott Chandler from Nebraska. You can't get more homegrown than Scott Chandler. I mean, that's what I look at. People ask me, like, oh, look at all these players from all over the country in different states. And they might say, well, boy, Nebraska, Johnny Rogers and all in the 70s. Let me tell you, uh, you know who's one of the greatest players to come out of Nebraska? I tell him Scott Chandler. And they said, oh, yeah, I know that name. I, I know who that is. Scott, it's you almost know? like he's trying to be your agent. <laughs> like you, you, you got back to some youth and you're ready to play again. Scott, uh, looking we, at we, it. We, uh, uh, go I was going to say, we need to get Bobby to talk to the Nebraska folks. We'll get some autograph signing set up. There, there you go. <laughs> some how, big of money. A, how big of a cut is it in the NFC? between San Francisco and you, we've seen the Eagles and Cowboys sort of just melt down uh, the last couple of weeks. How big of a cut is that between the 49ers and the rest of the group? Oh, it's a, it's a big discrepancy. The thing with the 49ers is I, I've always thought Kyle Shanahan is a heck of a play caller. He, he's never really – he's kind of always choked in the big games. If you look back to being the OC for Matt Ryan, great year, MVP for Ryan. And then a few years ago in the Chiefs uh, Super Bowl, the first time they played, they, they probably should have won that game. So uh, that's not taking anything away from Kyle. I think he's one of the best play callers in the NFL. But they have an outstanding, very talented offense and defense. And he designs plays every single week. And my thing with the 49ers is they've been playing so well all year that I've been saying eventually they're not going to play this well. And they just keep playing better every single week. And it's like 
did you peak too early? And and so far they haven't. They just they have looked like the cream of the crop in the NFC. I've never been a believer in the Cowboys, to be honest with you. Dan Quinn goes out there and he puts dime defense on the field and then wonders why they can't stop the run. Uh, they need to put bigger bodies on the field. But, um, you know, Mike McCarthy has done a good job as, as, a, as a coach in the OC for the Cowboys this year. I just think the 49ers are so far ahead of everybody in the NFC. Can they maintain this level of play is the question. Well, the question is, and hopefully it's an answer in the future, it's always a great day for the Houdan Nation when the Saints win and the Cowgirls lose. Uh, I'm telling you. Scott, I'm you almost at – Who are you telling, Bobby? Every time, every time I'm in New Orleans at the game and I'm tracking the Cowboys and they lose, I can't wait to jump on that flight. Oh, yeah, because the way I look at it right now – now, you know, you want to uh, repeat that to that and all that. I'm telling you right now – if we would host a play, uh, playoff game, win the NFC South and whip Dallas, I don't care what we do against the freaking 49ers or Eagles or anything. I'm telling you, no, you want to win another Super Bowl, but I'm telling you, it'd be that meaningful, and I'm telling you, there'd be cowgirl fans jumping off the bridge. Uh, they'd be like, you got oh, yeah. to be kidding me. Because no, they think like so far, so close, but so far all the time. Oh, yeah, the 92-93, those, those teams were really great, but that was a long time ago. I mean, it was a, a really long time ago, and they're, they're shoved down our throat every week in primetime games. Jerry Jones, we know, runs the league, but uh, I look at this Saints team, and crazier things have happened. What if, they all, what if all these guys just start playing their best football when it matters most? What if Derek Carr plays his best football come uh, late December and early January? What if Alvin Kamara looks like the Kamara from 2020-2019, uh, like, you never know. You just never know. What if this team gets as healthy as, as they've been all year? So they're, they're a very talented team. Now you just need to see them carry over that success week in and week out. Now, Scott, the, the one individual that I am worried about now, uh, listen, hey, Bear, how about you just take care of the Rams? <laughs> you know what's hot right now? The freaking Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. It's because of Baker. Baker Mayfield has been unfreaking believable. Okay, I can tell you, everybody in August. Come, uh, OTAs. They food, Baker. No, uh, we did. No, we, we all did. We, we all did. did. Uh, OTAs, minicam, they go like, uh, Tampa Bay is going to be at the bottom. We all thought Tampa Bay might be where Carolina's at. Caleb, we thought, right? Uh, no, like, yeah. uh, kind of like Carolina. But look at Baker Mayfield. That's why I like He's a dog. I like dogs. <laughs> he's a fighter. If I'm looking at the Bucks right now, okay, look at that. They all of a sudden, uh, they're, they're like a phoenix. They rise from the ashes. All of a sudden, uh, rise up too uh, much, what, uh, all of a sudden, they lost four straight. And then all of a sudden, uh, six or seven overall after three and one start. Think about that. They were three and one. They lost four straight, then six or seven. Okay, you look what Baker Mayfield did. I've been there at Lambeau Field. That's the mecca of the NFL. Baker Mayfield had his best game of the season. He sure did. I he couldn't was, believe oh, it. He, he, he wasn't was, he overwhelmed. Was he really he threw for 300. 81 yards, four touchdowns. He had a perfect quarterback rating. Oh, I said that's not good for the Saints because uh, we're gonna have to play him in Tampa. We're gonna win yeah. that. Now we gotta beat the Rams. He's getting his but, good games out of the way. But the, the one yeah. thing, uh, you know, what's encouraging to help him is Rashad White. Yep. Now he had 89 yards rushing, 21 attempts. But you look at uh, Tampa Bay where they're at right now. You know, you think like, oh, just throw the ball, throw the ball. No, you gotta be able to run it. Tampa Bay is averaging 125 yards on the ground, nearly 35 over their season average and uh, over the past four games. So all of a sudden, 
They're running the football 35 yards more when they're winning now than they did when they weren't winning. Okay, because early in the yep. season, Rashad White was not making that and, sort of and, impact. No, and they're counting the on ball. him right now, and now, he's doing it. he's the guy, uh, so to speak, and they, they've run the football. They've done a great job. But, Scott, just think about this. The Packers have nine former first-round picks on defense, and Baker Mayfield ate them up this weekend. Just ate him up. Ate him up. I mean, he might have done too uh, too many commercials in Cleveland, but ain't doing too many (laughs) damn commercials in Tampa. I know that. I mean, I've been pleasantly surprised. I like people that handle adversity. That's why you hating Baker Mayfield. You're a hater. Come on. You got to keep it real. I'm raising my hand over here, too. Like, when they signed him, I thought it was a bridge-type thing where they were going to go get somebody and he was going to play for one year. But he's done a really good job, and you're right. They're sneaky under the radar because I, I always thought this, this division is going to come down to Atlanta and the Saints. I said that about a month ago. And now this, Atlanta can't figure out who their quarterback is. Ritter keeps turning the football over. Now they went back to Heineke this week. They're, I think anytime you have quarterback issues this late in the season, you're done. It doesn't matter. And so you're right. The, the Buccaneers are flying under the radar, playing some really good football. And as a defensive guy, as a linebacker, I think I, Todd Bowles is a really good coach, defensive coach. And as long as you have uh, Levante David and Devin White on the field at linebacker, you got a chance to wreak some havoc for a lot of teams every week. But but Baker is making that thing go right now. Well, uh, you know what you know what I hope for, Scott, because uh, I've looked at enough of different scenarios. I'm telling you, whether you're winning the NFC South or you're in the postseason. Now we obviously want to win the NFC South to host a game. We beat now it's not 100 percent. Nothing's ever 100 percent. But we beat the Rams and beat Tampa Bay. It won't even matter what we do against the Falcons. I thought it would come down to 2024. But it's a week earlier. No, no, no. I think it's going to be the week earlier. I'm telling you. uh, We we beat the Rams. We beat the Bucks. We're in. I'm telling you. You can look it up. I I look at a lot of different scenarios. Now, different things, you know, but but it's it's in our favor a lot going to the postseason. I don't know if we host it or not. But you beat the Rams and beat Tampa Bay. We're in. We're in the postseason. I, I, I the the only you. thing bad is the you. NFC record because that's yeah. where Tampa and some of the other teams got you. They have a better uh, the NFC record against opponents than with the Saints. That's why you always cheer against the Vikings or the Packers. Uh, you know, it yeah. didn't work last night with Seattle. Well, no, no, then <laughs> Seattle and the whole <laughs> NFC and all that. But head-to-head, that's why you don't want the Packers or Vikings to do good because head-to-head and all so, no, it all comes down to, listen, yeah. the NFL loves that we're talking about this. I mean, oh, now, yeah. now, think about oh. that. You're coming down the wire, whether it's the AFC or the NFC. Now, the, the AFC might be a little better. Uh, they're 7-6 and six, instead of the NFC 6-7. and seven. But it's like half the teams in the AFC or the NFC, everyone's hovering around 7-6, and 6-7. Six, six and yeah. seven. The NFL loves that, Scott. You know that. Oh, they absolutely do. And, and, you know, I'm guilty of this now. And yeah, I sit there and I look at that, that lead we gave up in Lambeau Field. We should have beat the Packers and Jordan Love earlier in the year. And then how the heck did we live to, lose to Josh Dobbs and the Minnesota Vikings? He can't get his way back on the field now. Nick Mullins is in there for him. So those are two games that you wish you, you could have back. But, yeah, there's a lot of parity underneath of the, the 49ers in the NFC. Um, but, hey – Anything can happen in the playoffs. Last year, do you think the 49ers thought that they wouldn't have a guy who could throw a forward pass when they played out the Eagles? No, injuries happen. You never know what can happen in playoff football. You just need to take care of business. That's why I say the Saints versus the Rams, I don't want to hear short week. We had to travel. I don't want to hear any of that. I want to see you continue to play really good football and don't have a stinker and keep on climbing those steps.
Now, uh, you know, Scott, what I've been encouraged by uh, before we let you run is that, uh, boy, uh, to get after the opposing quarterback. Because that's one thing under Dennis Allen that uh, we've been able to get sacks and amongst the best, like high 40s or low 50s. And finally, you look at the past couple of games, especially you get seven sacks. I can guarantee, and I don't know if we could do it, he's probably going to flick the ball and get rid of it. But if we get after Matthew Stafford, uh, no, we're going to win. Uh, we're going to win. Uh, but you, cannot, you, can't, you can't let him make a sandwich back there. You know, like, oh, Matthew Stafford is confident, and you're not really, yeah, like 1,001. No, he gets rid of the football too quick, yeah, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, He ain't no. going to even eat the sandwich. No, 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 no that, that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it, it, then you got to have tight coverage. And, and then if he is jacking the ball back there and holding on to it, then you got to hit him. You got to hit him. We got to get after him. Because I was just going to say, it really comes down to I, if you can continue to rush four guys like you know, last week and, and you have to bring some pressure, but I don't know how much pressure Dennis will bring versus these receivers if, if he likes those matchups with our safeties and, and DBs. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot more four-man rushes this week with some coverage, take care of those receivers, put seven guys into coverage, because you're expecting guys to win one-on-one up front against a Rams line who is kind of beat up right now. So that'll be the interesting dynamic. Will, will Dennis trust covering one-on-one against these really good receivers, or will he play coverage and rush four and expect guys to win one-on-one like last week? Now, uh, you know, Scott, now we're going to let you run. Uh, I'm going to leave you with this. And uh, Dennis Allen, you're saying it a damn opinion. You can hate Dennis Allen, you like him or hate him, whatever. This is not an opinion. I've been saving this. Do you know the Saints are the only team? Okay, only team. There's 32 teams, right? Mm-hmm. NFL. You look at Cleveland, the Rams, whoever you think is the best defense or whatever in the NFL. The Saints are the only team to rank in the top 10 in both total uh, defense and scoring defense each of the previous three seasons. So 20, 21, 22, now we're at 23. Only the New Orleans football Saints, not the New York, uh, the New York football Giants, New Orleans football Saints is the only team in the NFL that is ranked in the top 10 in total defense and scoring defense. That ain't no opinion. With That's authority. what happened. That's what happened. That happened. Now, can we bring that uh, to end this season? I'm telling Dennis Allen wants to bring that to end the season so he keep his yeah. job. Yeah, I mean, if, we've all kind of said that the strength of this team for the last two or three years was the defense. And so I think that's kind of why we were a little bit disappointed this year when they couldn't stop the run and weren't kind of t- had a few weeks off against Josh Dobbs and, and the fourth quarter against the Packers. So you get disappointed because this defense, despite the injuries, can be really dominant. And I love the scheme that Dennis runs. And, yeah, I think he's an outstanding defensive coach who understands matchups in this league. But it's about getting after Stafford this week. Scott, always appreciate your football knowledge you get you share with us. Uh, always great to uh, join us. And uh, will you be heading out to the game in L.A. this week? Oh, no, heading down to New Orleans, doing all-in studio, and, uh, and hopefully talking about a win. Gotcha. Hopefully see you around town, Scott. Appreciate you. All right, Thank you, Scott. Scott. Thank you, bro. All right, we'll see you guys. Thanks. That's Saints pregame and postgame analyst for CST on your view, Scott Shanley, Super Bowl champ. We'll be back with more of or from our Sports Talk special edition live from Rouse's right here on WWL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back into a special edition of WWL Sports Talk. We are live from the brand new Rouse's Market here in Homa, 2233 Martin Luther King Boulevard. Rouse's, folks, the place to shop for liquor, wine, beer, and great food this holiday season. Time to get into our pick six segment. Charlie Long, what you got up on the docket for us in college football? Ooh, it was tough last week, guys. Let me give a quick update on the standings. Mike, you and I had bad losing weeks. Bobby won the week at four and two. Steve, you went three and three. So updated standings. Mike, you're at 58-30. 34. Bobby, you're in second place, 55-37. I'm in third at 54-38. and 38. And Steve, you're at 49-40. and 40. We're starting off college football bowl season part two, guys. we got three games to talk about. The Gasparilla Bowls, first one up on the docket. 6-6 six and six Georgia Tech versus 6-6 six and six UCF. UCF opens as four-and-a-half point favorites in this one. Well, uh, since I did Georgia Tech uh, <laughs> uh, football, and uh, I don't know, you know how I am. I'm going to be a homer. Since I'm going to take the points in Georgia Tech, uh, you know, I did that uh, – two decades ago, but yeah, the uh, rambling wreck at Georgia Tech, the Yellow Jackets. Give me, you know, U- and, and, give me and, and, UCF. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. UCF win over Oklahoma State, one of the strangest of the college football season. They sure just was. dominated them, and that was a team that played on championship weekend against UT. I don't, yeah. I don't know, guys. Give me UCF here as well. Yeah. I'm going to take the points too, Charlie. Give me Georgia Tech. All right, moving on, we got the Birmingham Bowl up next, guys. 11-2 and two, Troy out of the Sun Belt. Opens as 7.5 point favorites versus 7-5 and five Duke. Um, you Man, know, with both, both coaches, the changes. both coaches left. Yeah. They both coaches left. Uh, so what you going to get? The Duke coach went to A and M, and obviously Troy, Troy goes to yep, Tulane. To John, Tulane. John went to uh, yeah, Tulane. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Man, uh, you know, I was impressed with Duke early in the season, but yeah. not necessarily but in the then latter that quarterback. Point. He done bolted. He's then at he Notre left, Dame. Then he left. Man, well, give me Troy. I'm with yeah, you on yeah, this uh, one too, Mike. I'm, I'm yeah, just uh, a Give me Troy. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Troy too. Uh, I'm going to. I'm trying to catch up with you, Jen. So give me so Duke. Going Duke yeah, yeah, give, yeah, give me Duke. Yeah. I mean, you the the half point there is a little bit tricky, but I'm sticking with the Sun Belt champs for sure. All right, no, up next Duke's, we got the, uh, Duke's still a basketball school. Come yeah, on. for sure. Up next we got the Armed Forces Bowl. <laughs> Eleven and one James Madison opens as one and a half point favorites over eight and four Air Force. Air Force started off the season so well, guys. They kind of fell off late in the year, and yes. um, James Madison was so good in their first year in FBS competition at the Sun Belt. And uh, just just for our, our guy Mike Haas, give me give me JMU here. Oh, uh, uh, but I'm, I, I'm going with Matt James Madison too. Well, without a doubt, uh, Charlie. I'm glad you brought that up uh, because he's bragged on them every now and then. Every now and then, all the time. No, 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 Mike Hoss, he would kind of tell me, you know, I went to James Madison. Yeah, so in honor of uh, Mike Hoss, I'm going to go with uh, James Madison. Now, what their mascot is, they the Dukes or something? It's some kind of weird mascot. Yeah, it's the Dukes, I believe. It's the Dukes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, when the hell's a Duke? It's not like a part of royalty. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what the Duke? I mean, Duke this. Duke this. Steve, I'm just going to be opposite to try and catch up once again. So, gentlemen, I'll take the Air Force Falcons. All right. Only Falcons I'm taking. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go in the military. We're going to break, come back with our NFL picks right after this. Back with more from Rouse's Market here in Homa. Always shop Rouse's this holiday season. Be back with more on WWL. Winding down things here on Sports Talk. We're at the Rouse's Market in Homa. 
Charlie, uh, on to the pick six segment where we get into our NFL selections. What you got first? Steve, you want to start with the Thursday night football game or you want to move on to Sunday first? Uh, let's leave Thursday for the last pick. We'll leave Thursday for the last pick. We're starting with Sunday, guys. we got the Jags at the Bucks. I went with the NFC South game over the Cowboys at the, the Dolphins because the Cowboys keep burning everybody except for Bobby. Uh, so we got the Bucks opening as <laughs> yeah, one-point favorites. You hate them, and you, you pick them against one, them yeah, One-point favorites yes. at home against the Jaguars, guys. Well, uh, I'm looking at uh, is Trevor Lawrence going to play or not. It went from two and a half to uh, Charlie. It's one and a half right now. Is it's that one it right is? now. It's actually it's, oh, okay. one. It's one. actually one. So the the line uh, has been moving back and forth and back and forth. I don't know if they're fully okay. anticipating him to play. I'm going with the Jaguars because because uh, that's in the best interest of the Saints. Uh, that's the only reason why I'm picking the Jaguars. And when you think at it, it's at Tampa Bay, but. Come on, that's a bus ride. That's like a high school rivalry. The Jags I mean, also play well on the road. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Tampa Bay. Come on, you hitchhike to get a game. I'm going Jacksonville I'm going to go with here. the – But go ahead. I'm going to go Tampa, Tampa Bay. Uh, hit me up with Tampa Bay like Mikey D. All right, there we go. we got a split decision here, guys. So moving on, we got Monday Night Football on Christmas Day, guys. Bobby's kind of Super Bowl preview here. The Ravens at the 49ers. San Francisco opens as five-and-a-half-point favorites. How about that game, guys? <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, that's what I picked in, uh, in August. Um, I didn't pick a winner, but I thought that'd be my Super Bowl picks. Uh, but, it's sad San, but it's sad San Fran. Correct. Uh, I, got, I got to go against the 49ers until proven differently. I'm going to give up. Now, you look, it went, uh, what, uh, four and a half and went up to five and a half. I think the 49ers can win by a touchdown plus. I like the 49ers, too. Yeah, sadly, I'm going with the Niners here, too, guys. And, unfortunately, I made it to the championship game in my big money league. I'm going against Christian McCaffrey, though. Yikes. I am frightened. <laughs> I would Even too. against the Ravens. I would be, too. <laughs> I would be, too. This one's tough, So, guys. Charlie, are you going to go with the I'm Ravens? A, no, I'm going go with, with the 49ers here as well. I, I, I think oh, we that all if this sweep. Yeah, sweep. This is sweep. <laughs> if, if Clean sweep. Be, that's when you know you're rolling. Clean right. Sweep. If it were going to be like a 49ers minus six and a half, that's when I would have probably taken it. Right. Away. That's but a different story. Yeah, five that's and a half. A I think story. six or more. I, I kind of like the 49ers. Right, right. That makes sense. Moving on, we got Thursday Night Football. Save the best for last. The Saints at the Rams. L.A. opens as four-point favorites at home. Well, uh, you know, you know uh, oh, to me, uh, lay the points. Uh, we, we could be a 10-point underdog. I'm saying laying the points. We're winning. I'm just going with the Saints. Take care of business now. Uh, the Rams, four points. Uh, the, the, the Saints could cover that, but I think it's about right. It could be a 27, 23. 27. Uh, hopefully 24-20 kind of game. Hopefully it's 23-20, something like that. Because once you get past a certain no, no, demilitarized yeah, zone with you numbers, do, you do it not favors want, the Rams. You do not want this game to be over 27 points. Like, uh, okay, uh, we score, you score. It's a shootout. I uh, know the Saints aren't winning. Uh, I would be shocked if we win a, shoot, a shootout game against the Rams. I think it has to be high teens or in the 20s. And when I say in the 20s, not above 27. So that I, 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 I'm going with the Saints. And I'm going to lay uh, or take the four points, I should say, and I think the Saints will win with that. I'm going to take the Saints and the points. Yeah. Uh, I'm not liking the number, guys. I'm going to take the Rams, given the four. I think it's going to be a close one. But, man, man, oh, man. He's just hating. I'm I'm hating and I'm trying to catch up. I got you. It's not about hate. It's about winning. No, I I, I, I know. That's an objective opinion. What you got, Charlie? We brought Tommy DeVito back down to earth. Let's bring that Rams offense back down to earth this weekend, too, guys. Give me the Saints plus four in this one. I want to thank the Rouse's family for having us. Tim Acosta, Julie Joy, Ernie Kane, also DePaul Smith, salesman extraordinaire. Agent Cannon, say goodnight. All right, bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Who that go, Saints? 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.